Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we are getting ready for round two of the open or the championship season as we get to the PGA championship. Excuse me. It's round three of the uh, Millie Makers on DraftKings, if you're into that sort of thing. The third big event of five that we'll have this year. And uh, well, Skeeter. After a week off, uh, appreciate last week. It's been a busy time for me, so appreciate you being good with me last week. We are back a day early as we record Sunday night, getting you ready for the PGA. So, what are you? Uh, what's going on in your world? What are you taking back from the last couple of weeks before we move ourselves on forward to Oak Hill? Um, if we're gonna go back to um, Wells Fargo, I mean Thomas made a run. Xander was up there, but then it was Wyndham Clark who just had a monster weekend. Like, I remember texting you on Saturday, like, leaders had just teed off, got a couple of holes in, and this was like a 10-way tie for first with another seven or eight golfers in second. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a jumbled up leaderboard. By the end of the day, Clark had like a four-shot lead over Xander, and he was like too clear of somebody else. So it just, mm-hmm. it's amazing how it became unjumbled so quickly there, and then Clark holding on, but. I think my biggest takeaway from there is Rory still wasn't right. Like, <laughs> of course, he dominates, and he just was not there. Yeah, and I mean, to that jumbled leaderboard, we actually had that today for quite some time uh, as well with the uh, the grouping and then not quite the separation that Wyndham Clark made uh, to get the Jason Day victory. But, yeah, it was, a, it was fun to see that jumbled leaderboard again today as we record this on a Sunday. But, yeah, when you go back to the Wells Fargo, I would agree with the last thing you said, and uh, as far as Rory not looking right, and I would uh, not only, like you said, Xander made a run, but there were a couple of strong names that are at the top of that leaderboard from a couple weeks ago that I feel like I don't know if they're poised to win their first or second major championship this week, but are poised to be in consideration for my lineups. Well, I think I got one. I, th- I have a certain Brit who uh, was showing up a little bit there and even showed up again this weekend at Byron Nelson. Uh huh. We we're all we're all fond of him, even if he doesn't love himself enough. Well, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe he just needs to listen to some boys to men. I swear. Um, I I would I would imagine that would help. But uh, uh, I guess I guess the other one that we can kind of theme in besides Hatton would be Spieth, because I think he play, he started off okay on Thursday and had a disastrous Friday, which draws due to a wrist injury. And like, what's yeah. his status for this week? Well, still in question, and when we get to that grouping, we'll we'll certainly mention him. Um, he's going to be in my uh, in my in my mentions. Not going to say uh, that he's going to be my favorite, but yeah, who knows? Who knows exactly? Right? And yeah, man, he went in the water off the tee on eighteen, and then I managed to witness this one uh, watching on TV, and then he put his dropped shot. Uh, so his third in the water again, <laughs> had to take two drops on the same hole. And the thing is, he was like near the top of the leaderboard. Oh, he was in my lineup too, by the oh. way. Uh, yeah. Right. And then, so he goes plus two or plus three on that hole and then had a disaster the next day with, uh, before the withdrawal for the injury. So yeah, I remember that one too. And that's certainly going to come into, uh, my, it's going to reflect in, in our nine K discussions. But then moving forward to the Byron Nelson, like, we all saw this coming, and I, of course, wasn't on it. Jason Day winning, like, this was, we've been waiting for this for a couple of months, and it finally happened. He was kind of a fade for me after, 
you know, he'd kind of seemed like after that first round at the Masters where he looked so good, he had taken a turn for the worse, and he had become a fade for me last week. So uh, to say I didn't see it coming would be, I mean, an understatement. I was absolutely off of him. Well, I didn't play him either, but, I mean, it's not a surprise to see him pop up and win. Like, we no. knew it was coming. And good for him. I mean, it was still yes. cool to watch all the same. Yeah, so, this, I mean, it's kind of fun to see Day and Spieth back, and there's signs Ricky is – coming back and this is going to be the week but there's a Ricky win coming as well and you know you feel like somebody like Thigala there's a win coming for him and you know this week I think there's a few who we're going to look at as potential first time major winners where it's like Mm -hmm. okay yeah if they win not a surprise like we've seen this coming it's just are we going to be on the right one well, I certainly hope so, Skeeter. Are we ready to get on to the conversation about trying to get on to the right ones? Yep. Well, let's do it. It's uh, it's Oak Hill. Uh, we're Rochester, New York, par 70, just under 7,400 yards. The info uh, that I get from you, what other information can you give us as we look at the course before we look at the field? All right, so this last host of the PGA Championship 10 years ago, 2013, Duffner won. And some of the names, I think Furyk was up there. Dustin was top 10, Henrik Stenson. Like, basically, it's almost kind of seemed like a heritage, t- colonial type of leaderboard where accuracy reigns supreme. I believe they've taken out something like 600 trees since then and kind of redesigned a couple things to make it more like the natural course. So, it's a Donald Ross design, so you'll kind of really recognize that from the square greens. I think there's even one triangle green, like... Golf Digest has a nice flyover video, like 15 minutes on YouTube, if you want to go look at that. I think that was that was pretty useful. But I see elements of Bethpage Black with just a lot of elevated greens. Like, there's even like a 320-yard par 4, which, you know, you're thinking, oh, that's drivable. Well, it could be, except it's, it's like elevated, like 15 feet above the ground. The bunkers, especially fairway bunkers, are basically going to be penalties because... They're so far beneath this, the surface of the fairway or surface of the green that you're going to have to hit one heck of a shot to get out at you know, greenside just to get it close. And in a fairway, unless you're within like 100 yards, I don't know how you're going to get some of these balls out even towards the green. And then there's, of course, your false fronts, and they have a lot of chipping areas and things like that. So there's still trees, but it's going to be... A, play role the only water i believe is like a little bit of a little river or a little bit of a creek that's kind of runs through like six holes or something like that so that's you know it's uh, this looks tough to me this this does not feel like minus 15 minus 20 this feels like minus 10 potentially even minus five and i thought i heard like this the uh champions tour played a major here like eight years ago or or sometime in the past where the winning score was plus seven so Wow, I don't. I'd have to look that up. But I, how did Bernard Longer score that bad? I don't even think it was him. Um, I just guessed because he wins every other one. Well, hey, Stricker just won another one today. And of course, I think he's won the past two years for. So apparently, this course in Alabama must have some some constant TPC deer run if Stricker's winning <laughs> two or three in a row. But um, let's see, I'm trying to look up Oak Hill major history real quick just to see if I can find uh find any events yes 2019 oh not seven over somebody oh no that was 2008 the senior pga championship jay haas won at 287 plus seven by one over bernard longer 
I was almost right on the winner. Yeah, yeah you were. <laughs> 2003, Sean, Sean McKeel won minus four. 2013, Duffner won at minus 10. The 2019 Senior PGA, Ken Tanagawa won at minus three. So this, yeah, even looking back at the history, uh, 56 U.S. Open was plus one. 68 U.S. Open, Trevino at minus five. The 80 PGA Championship, minus six for for Jack. Plus six for the 84 Senior Open. And Curtis Strange won the 89 U.S. Open here at minus two. It has hosted a USAM, has hosted a Ryder Cup, which Europe won by a points in 1995. So interesting I, to your theory. I, I believe this is the only turn. This is the only course I think has hosted a U.S. Amateur, U.S. Open, Ryder Cup, and PGA Championship. I mean, I'm not going to know of another one off the top of my head. Right. You know, I my my brain went to Kiowa real quick while like, uh, uh, uh. but not a U.S. Open. Oh, they hosted a Ryder Cup. Oh yeah, they did. The War by the Shore, dude. I forgot about that. Sorry. 1991? Yeah. I need some help, dude. I need some real help. I need to replace, like, that spot of my brain, that memory, I need to replace it with something more important. No. No, no you don't. (laughs) Or eventually I have to cash one of these Millie Makers. Um, Skeeter, is there anything else we want to take from the course? Um, I haven't really gotten to the stat part of it, but I have a feeling... Driving accuracy is going to be important this week. Is that something you're leaning on? What are you looking at? I think it will be. Um, I don't know if the, like, the rough will probably be up a little bit, but the PGA Championship is usually not trying to go completely nuts like the U.S. Open typically does. But, yeah, I think you want to hit fairways. Um, you might have better angles now that they've cut out some trees, but I still think it'll be tough, especially to hold these greens, potentially. Um Distance is going to play a role. I mean, both par fives over 600 yards. A lot of the par fours are over 460, 470, and a couple of 500 range. I believe there's a couple 200-plus yard par threes. So I think distance is going to play a role. Obviously, tee to green approach. I'm going to look at scrambling because if you're going to get stuck in one of these bunkers, you better have a way to get out of it. Bogey avoidance. I mean, obviously, when we see, granted, it's the senior events where, plus, where it's plus plus six, plus seven winning tournaments. And no, the best ever tournament score in a major here is minus 10. Like that's just, you know, DraftKings points. I don't know if you're going to be able to put streaks together. The proximity from 175 to 200, 200 plus. And I'm looking at putting. I will also look at sand saves. I didn't factor it in my model, but it's something I just kind of want to look at. Uh, just like any other week, our 156 player field, top 65 in ties will make the weekend. No 10 shot rule, nothing like that. So, I would expect I would expect some low six of sixes here to be to uh, pop up this week. Is you know because there's gonna be I have a feeling there's gonna be some disasters that blow up. It just hopefully we can avoid the uh, the ones that uh, miss a cut. And I would almost certainly expect this cut to be you know over par. Whether yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, my guess is four or five over, but that's just a pure guess. <laughs> I was gonna say if we've had now, granted it was the senior tour, but if we've had positive scores being the winner. Uh, certainly the cut will be over that. Of course, conditions uh, could have had something to do with all that. Skeeter, we ready to get into this field? I think so. All right. Well, I'll stop looking at the profile for John Daly in the very bottom at 6K <laughs> and move back to the top of the field as we prepare ourselves for 10K+. plus. He is a former PGA champion. Thank yes. you very much. Um, 
only two-time major winner uh, who could have hosted a Ryder Cup not to do so. That's probably going to change here very soon with the live golfers. But I digress. Um, it is one of his majors, so there's his two minutes. Let's get to 10K+. Plus and let's start at the top. It's John Rahm at 11-4. Scotty Scheffler, 11-2. Rory McIlroy, 10-7. Colin Morikawa, 10-3. Brooks Kepka 10-1. Skeeter, where are you going here? Who's number one? Boy, this is... This is interesting the way this priced out. Um, for me, it's Rom. I mean, I think the debate here is Rom or Scheffler at the at the top of the tier here. I'm just gonna lean on Rom, and I'm actually gonna just use tiebreaker of he's a lot better out of the sand than Scheffler. And if the sand's gonna be that much of a potential issue, that's something I want to look at. Plus, if there's gonna be a European feel to this, just kind of the climate, New York in Rochester, New York. Probably similar to some of those, you know, you know, the Scottish, Irish courses. I mean, Rom is from Europe. I know he's from Spain, so it's a different area. I, that's just going to be my tiebreaker. Again, I'm grasp, grasping at straws here. But for Rom, number, I mean, he's first in my model. He's he's top and let's see, tee to green approach. This is top ten. Bogey avoidance, drafting, scoring, the proximity ranges, and putting. So he's 12th in distance, so that's good enough for me. 11-4. There are some values in the sixes and even low sevens I think you can use, so you can easily fit Rahm in. I mean, I have Rahm as my favorite, too. I, I was going to say I didn't and make him my number two just for argument's sake and and this, that, and the other. I have Rahm as my number one as well. Um, I mean, you could mention all those other things, or you could just go, who's been the most dominant golfer lately? It's John Rahm, man. I mean, certainly since he put on the green jacket, I don't know if he's going back-to-back in major wins. Um, but, I mean, he feels like a player who recently got his first two years ago, and all of a sudden I look at him, and we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where he's like usurped Rory as the guy on tour. He strikes me as a guy who's going to win four or five in his career. He's probably going to win a couple in a row on a hot streak if he does that, and he's in the midst of it right now, I think. Um, so not going to be stunned at all if he's the winner again. He's my number one. Yeah, I mean, if you want to play Shuffler instead, I get it. Like, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about him finishing, what, third or fourth at, or fifth or whatever he was at Byron Nelson. Like, he was right there, just he didn't have a good – I think it was his Saturday that kind of crushed him, but – I don't have a problem with that. I just think I prefer Rom. Is Scheffler Scheffler your number two? No. He's my number three. My number two is Brooks Kepka. Of course. So, I mean, part of this, I mean, this is stats. We we can't worry about stats because we don't have any. He's 10-1, so he's at the bottom end of the tier. I I expect Xander to be quite popular at (laughs) 9,900. We kind of saw Brooks, I mean, we saw Brooks at Augusta really kind of show up after winning on Liv at Liv Orlando. He was able to basically back that up and nearly took down, um, nearly took down. Rom. Rom, right. He was right there, just didn't quite do it. I'm trying to see. And he was T4 at Tulsa this week. So we know Brooks only really cares about majors. And the fact that he seems to be healthy again, the fact that he got that major taste, like, and he's won two PGAs, and he did win at Bethpage Black, which I could see a little bit of a correlation just because of the elevation here. 10-1, I think, is a really good number on him. And I'll just spoil right now, he's probably my one-and-done. He's 98% available in one-and-done. We missed the boat on getting the edge on people. 
by taking him in Augusta, unless you had Scheffler, or unless he wins this week, then then you know, guess what? Way to hero pay more than second, at, or and he tied for second with Phil, didn't he? So that would have cut into his second place earnings. Um, he's going to be so popular in one and done this week because people can only use him every once in a while. Um, he's my number two in this tier. He's very close to being my number one. His popularity is probably going to be up there. I mean, I know I agree with what you said when we get to nine K's, I'm going to back up your argument by telling you that he's my favorite, uh, in the next tier, but I could make the case to play both. I've got a lineup that plays both because you made the case for the players, the the players you can like in the high sixes or even mid sixes, uh, one or two, and then the players in seven K. So to me, I'm with you. It's Rom one, it's Brooks two. I guess the real question is, is there a rift between two and three? Because to me there is, I'd have to love my six, my five guys to not be able to put Rom in and have to, to give up that 200 to get the Scheffler. So to me, I think there's a huge rift. I guess that's the question I have to ask you along with who you're fading. No, for me, Rahm and Scheffler are close. Okay. Brooks is basically a form play, a, his, a major history play, in the fact that he's such a significant discount. Yeah, price my, is serious. My fate here is Morikawa, and I and I don't want Rory either. But <laughs> Morikawa, 130 seconds scrambling, his putter has not been there, and we know he struggles around the green. So... That means he, his irons have to be spot on, and they've been really good. But if you can't scramble around here, and his bogey avoidance is the worst of the five in his tier, this just does not seem like a course that you're going to be able to make mistakes and get away with it from. So for that reason, he's my fade. I mean, because of how good 9K and even 8K tiers are, I'm fading everyone other than the two we mentioned, but my fade is Rory. Um, he just doesn't have it right now. No. I mean, I'm not ready to pay. I mean, he he's he's got to drop down into the DJJT price discount before I consider him right now at this form. Uh, if he was in the nines, I'd be considering it. Sure, but he's not. No. He's ten seven, so he's an easy fade for me. Yes. Let's go to nine K, and let's do it with uh, the guy you think's going to be favorite. Uh, Xander Shoffley at ninety nine, Patrick Cantley ninety seven, Jordan Spieth ninety six. Finau, 95, JT, 94, Cam Smith, 93, Cam Young, 92, Hovland's 91, and Sung JM's 9K. Skeeter, who's your favorite? I'm going to go Finau. Hmm. I mean, he won in Mexico, which I realize, you know, okay. His wins aren't exactly the strongest fields, even though he did win a playoff event. But when I started looking at difficult courses, he popped up. I think he might have even popped up a little bit in the Donald Ross numbers. But when I look at his stats, he's... He's above field average in every single category. Second in approach, fourth tee to green, seventh DraftKings score, third net proximity from 200 plus. And we're talking about, you know, there's guys who are, and they're basically all this tier, it feels like. Guys who have won a major, like, it's about time. That, you know, wouldn't be shocked if they win. He's one of the first ones that comes to mind. I think he's where he's priced. In fact, he's behind Cantley and Shoffley is enough that, you know, I'm not sure everybody's going to get to him. Like, I'm not sure anybody in this 9K range is just going to jump out. Maybe Xander. I mean, Finau's second right now, but I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be. I think we're going to get to Thursday. He's going to be like 15%. There are five golfers in this tier that I could say are my favorite. I love this tier. 
Uh, you're absolutely right. There are a couple of guys in this tier that are searching for that first major that it's about time. So truthfully, I have Finau at four, and I want Finau in some of my lineups. Um, okay. I have Xander at one. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. is just – he yeah. has looked like he has put it all together. Um, he's okay. been so consistent. If he doesn't win – this coming week, I mean, I know we've got the made cut streaks that he's like a 20 now in a row, something like that. Uh, he's just been so consistent. It's like if I were playing cash games, and I'm not, uh, he'd be a lock in my lineup. Yes. I'm not going to lock him in my 10 millimakers because I'm probably going to throw in 10 millimakers because I'm an idiot and I do that every time they offer the millimaker, uh, at least for golf, not for other sports. But uh, Sanders going to be – he's in my first one of the ones I set. He's going to be in five maybe. I don't know. I'm probably going to wager him at 20 to one. We'll see what the number is when I finally get out there. But, I mean, I love Xander. I think this is his moment. Okay. So his last miscut was the 2022 Masters. <laughs> he's played 20 tournaments since then. He only has 13 that were not top 20 finishes. He's just – he is just so solid right now that it feels like this is – I mean, maybe this is that Ricky Fowler window where he just he gets really close and doesn't get there. But I'll take that in my lineup here at DraftKings pretty happily. Right. Like, why is Morikawa higher than him? I mean, because he's a PGA champion. He's a two time major champion. I mean, he's 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 finished the deal. I mean, you could even make an argument. He should be ahead of Brooks. Like, I wouldn't argue that. Like, Brooks has finished the deal twice or four times. Exactly. But I'm just saying the way he's playing, the way his consistent form is like. He's Robin Scheffler without the without the number of wins basically over the past year. Like yeah, his, but that's just it. That's the difference, and that's why those guys are ahead of him. His uh, wins were the Travelers, which I do not remember that one at all. And he won the Scottish Open. He also won the U.S. Olymp or the U.S. Olympics, the <laughs> the Olympic gold medal. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's not a fancy. I forgot about that. It's not a fancy national. So yeah, I'm going with Xander's my number one. Yeah. Who's your number two? Probably Xander, but I'll give you my number three. Sure. And another guy, I, I, I never seen him play this guy, but he's just awfully consistent. And it's some JM at 9K. Dude, he's my number three behind, uh, well, I'll get to my two in a second. But I'm right there with you. Won't be surprised if it's his time. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no that's fine. I mean, he lacks a distance, 200 plus yards. That's, that, that is an issue for Sungjae. But outside of that, I mean, his last four finishes, 8th, 7th, 16th, and 6th, that was three elevated events in the Masters, and that includes the players. Like he's just he's he's ultra consistent. I guess he played in Korea this week, so that I mean, that's maybe a little bit of an issue. But it's Sungjae; he doesn't mind traveling all over the place. Yeah, certainly. I mean, his I mean, he missed at Sony, miscut the Sony. But other than that, it's, you know, did he win Sony last year or a couple years ago? No, he's never won Sony. Okay, is Honda his? Maybe Honda's the win I'm thinking of. Yes, he won Shriners in 21. Okay, sorry, I don't remember that one either. But second the Tour Championship last year, but yeah, just ultra consistent form. And at 9K, you know, there's the the people below him immediately in the high eights are interesting because they're both won this week. Whereas Sunjay kind of gets a little forgotten about. Right now, he's popping up as very popular, but I. I can see that kind of decreasing as the week goes on. Yeah. I mean, he's been really consistent lately, and uh, so I'm right there with you. And I'll throw this in because I'm an idiot. Uh, but the Par 70 Honda, 
comp. There's only two par fives on that course, right? Maybe that uh, maybe that's like a benefit to Sungjae here. Not just that it's a 70, but if he has that distance issue a little bit, it's against the field. There's not four holes per round that he's that he's kind of losing eagle opportunities, if you will. I don't know. I like him too. But my number two is actually Cameron Smith. Um, we've seen him win a couple of the big ones. He has just competed. He's been competing well on live here recently. Uh, wasn't great at the masters, but I mean, I just feel like a discount on cam Smith at 9,300 seems like a, a good price for him. Now I will say this. That was what I thought before we got to talking, you talking about driving accuracy, boy, he can scramble really well and make some saves. How many will they have to with the driving accuracy? Maybe Sung JM becomes my number two. Uh, but Smith is in that group with me uh, as well. And that just, did, I, I love him. Didn't he shoot 61 and one around at Tulsa? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Oh, you know what? I don't know what those par was. He had a great round today because I knew that was my like last little exclamation point that I'll also use when we get to, well, see Woo Kim. That uh, great round here to finish uh, might be something to catapult him into the next week. Yeah, I mean, just looking at his stats again, this is all pre-live. Um, he was okay from the sand, so distance, yeah, distance and accuracy are going to be a little bit of an issue, but his irons, we know he can scramble, or at least it feels like he can, just based on the open and the Augusta year, but um, I don't hate it. I, he's not one that's going to enter my lineup, but I I gave it a thought. Who are you fading here? I mean, Spieth. So if we, he doesn't, pl- if he does play... Do you find some leverage on him with the ownership? I mean, I don't. By the way, like if you're like, I guess some of the guys I'm playing, I probably should just because he kind of fits that. But again, my issue here is he just doesn't hit fairways, and I think that could be a concern. Yeah, uh, my answer to that question was no. I wasn't trying to like set you up to whatever. No, I wouldn't either. He's my fade, no matter what. Injured or not, certainly injured, uh, he's my fate on top of it. And then let's not forget, that's what he needs to co- complete the career grand slam. So pressure, injury, right? it's not going to help him hit t- straight tee shots. And here we are. We didn't even mention Cantley, who... He's my also... number five in my group of five that yeah. I will play. I mean, I'm, I'm not on him right now, but I can see myself getting to him. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas has really good Donald Ross splits, so if you wanted to go there... Two-time PGA champion, too. Yeah, Cam Young has played well. Hovland, the chipping and the short game is a little bit of an issue for me with him. Same with Cam Young. He can't make a putt. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Those last two guys are kind of in my speed fade range. Um, Shall we take it to the AKs? Yeah, it's another interesting range. It's a really nice tier here, but it's no surprise it's the PGA championship. Jason Day, PGA champ, 8,900. DJ's 88. Homa 87, Matsuyama 86, Hatton 85, Fitzpatrick's 84, Lowry 83, Sam Burns 82, Thigala 81, Tom Kim, Tom Fleetwood, pair of Toms at AK for you, Skeeter. Who's your favorite in this 11-player tier? I mean, I, I already mentioned it. It's Hatton. Mine too. Like, I mean, third at Wells Fargo, 19th Heritage, 34th Masters, second the players, fourth at API, fourth at Genesis, sixth at Waste Management. He didn't miss at Valero. That he played that one, but he has been so good at these elevated events. This feels like a time he could just finally figure out. Like, doesn't it feel like a minus ten? Even though I know he's won some Alfred Dunhills at minus twenty, feels like a tougher scoring would be a Hatton specialty, and you wouldn't think that with his uh, 
temperament sometimes, but he just... <laughs> God, I want to watch him be there on Sunday. Dude, apparently they interviewed him yesterday. Again, we're recording this on a Sunday night. Apparently he was interviewed uh, during Saturday's round, and I was out working. I missed it. I guess you missed it too, unfortunately. Yeah, it was was our high school graduation where I teach, so. Fair enough. Oh, man. I was cutting grass, unfortunately. Can we just put a mic on him at all times? All times, dude. But fortunately, whenever he's close to contention, and this past week, uh, Byron Nelson certainly helps because of the field was weak, but lots of mics uh, and cameras on him, which is always a plus. Uh, even the guy that works with me knows who he is because we'll sit down in the garage and eat popsicles after work, and if Hatton's on, he's like, oh, there he is! I'm like, yeah, there he is. I mean, so, Hatton's... For whatever that's worth. Oh, well, hey. International appeal. 16 <laughs> to green, 11th in approach, Good bogey ones, good DraftKings score, good sand if it gets there. Uh, slightly above average scrambling, which is fine. Uh, good fairways gain, good distance, so good total driving. There's just the way he's playing right now. He, he's another one that kind of fits this first time major winner. Would have thought maybe it's an open first, but maybe he fits here at 8,500. Real good chance that he ends up being my one and done selection. Uh, he's at the book at 50 to 1 right now. I I'm think not gonna, the odds will reset Monday morning, so you they might will, wait. yeah, and they they will probably decrease in his in, in well, his in the book's favor and not ours if we're betting him. Yeah, then you might want to get him then. Um, so he's my favorite too, but we went through that already. Uh, I'll tell you who my number two is: a guy uh, Hideki Matsuyama. This feels like a place where Hideki could find himself uh, as a two-time major winner. Um, boy, he looked good again this week. He looked good at times when he didn't have it. And look, he finished like 20-something this week. In the end, he wasn't great, but he had a great Thursday. He lost a little bit. Hideki was coming off of a big layoff since the Masters with his neck injury. I think he got over that and got the rust off a little bit. Maybe it's wishful thinking because I'm a Hideki fan, but I'm going to put Hideki as my number two in this tier. There are three guys, by the way, that I love in this tier. So I'm not a Hideki, but... I get it. Um, there's just some other ways I want to go here. I have five guys starred, so okay, he's not where I'm going. But again, we if he's starting to heat up, we know this. You know, you kind of want to jump on that when when he's there. I just has he has he won since the Masters? I don't think so, but I could be did wrong about a, that. Did he win like a Zozo in Japan? Yeah, maybe no, he, actually. No, he won Sony. Was that after the Masters? Because I was going to yeah. draw the par 70 Sony comparison there, just because I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, in tw- start of 22, he won, he won Sony. Uh, okay, so that was after. Yeah, well, you- or no, that was before, because he won the, uh, in 2020 is when he won the Masters, right? 2021. Oh, 2020, all right. Well, I, I digress, but yes. He won the, 20, the November 20 Masters. Uh, well, then, if you're not on Hideki, where else are you going? I know distance might play a role here, but the numbers are kind of pointing me at Tom Kim at 8K. I don't hate him. Number three in fairways game. Good scrambler, good bogey avoidance. Proximity, not great. Putty could be a little bit iffy, but I don't know. that this. I was not expecting him to kind of jump out in my, in my stats. Like, he's consistent all the way across. Like, the fact he's at the low 8Ks, like... He he kind of jumps out at me. There there's a couple other names I have in this range, but I'll hold off. Didn't you say Sean Michael and Jason Duffner were our PGA champions from this course? Yes, and I could tell like you Tom that. Kim's name just fits right in with those two. Sean Michael, 
trying to figure out what the. I'm trying to figure out what, why I, I'm missing this correlation. Oh, I just mean like I don't know. Like, is Tom Kim a future superstar? I don't know. Maybe he is, but uh, I I could just see him fitting right in there with it. There was no like, there was no oh. underlying joke. Oh. I was just saying like, I just I could just see him being like, hey, I got my PGA championship and my major championship there, uh, fitting in with those names. I don't know. I don't. I uh, I could be wrong. Tom Kim. Maybe I'm discrediting his star power because uh, those two certainly did not have it. And maybe somebody's going to top me off of him, but as of now, he just kind of keeps popping for me. We've talked a lot about first-time major winners, and I've got one more in this tier that I could most assuredly see making his uh, major championship uh, maiden win be here, and that's Max Homo. Um, he plays. He's played really well. He's had a little bit of a blip, which I think is what put him down here uh, between the Masters and RBC Heritage. But where he played well at the Wells Fargo Championship, or where he's won, excuse me, before, played well again, kind of got back on the horse. Max Holm is a top 10 player in the world. I think right now that this is just a little bit too cheap of a price. I bet he's real popular. Let's see. No, not really. Um, I mean, I love him at this price range. I think what got me off of him was he, historically, and I realize it's going to be weird considering his success at Riviera and uh, Wells Fargo, he's not been a great, difficult course player. I can't pull. Okay. Actually, no. No. Okay, compared to the field, he's not a great, difficult course player. Okay. And, and My... I mean, his putts on Poa, too, are just outrageous. So maybe U.S. Open for him. Okay. Fair enough. Uh any other players that you're on in 8K before we go to the fade? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have a strong fade here. Look, I, do. I really, I really, I really was in the playoff, but we have Dustin winning a tournament, and he tends to win these in bunches. And I think he was top 10 here in 2013. So I don't need much convincing to play DJ in a lineup. A motivated Dustin Johnson. It's about time. I, mean, I don't know what a motivated Dustin Johnson looks like because – I don't know if he's ever been motivated, even when he's been on top of the world. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I talked about it. Like I said, Rory would have to be down in that JT DJ price range. Well, DJ's in that price range big time at the top. And um, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna like Hatton, I mean the the weak little struggling version of that is Tommy at eight K. Uh-huh. Like again, if this is, if you know if we have to worry about scrambling a little bit, Tommy can always fit in that. Uh, Fit in that category, and he's been good. Tina Green approach, everything like that, and then difficult course again. He, he's popping up on all of this. The gala, like fifty-six at Wells Fargo, but before that, fifth at Heritage, sixth at the Masters, or ninth at the Masters, fourteenth at API, sixth at Genesis, fourth at the Farmers. Like he's playing these tough courses this year, pretty good. Certainly is. His irons are going to be what well, tells a tale, but he can. I mean. He's just kind of, he has one part Excel, one part not. If he ever puts all four together, I, I realize this is a big step to get your first win here, but again, when you see, you know, Duffner and McKeel, um, you know, that'd be a cool win. I, this would be a, I think all the golf universe would love if he got a win. I wouldn't hate it. Um, <laughs> and I certainly, uh, you know, he's got that distance to help him out if he can keep it straight here. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Fleetwood. He's, he's, he's going to be in my all eight K lineup for sure. So I'm right there with you too. Um, you said you don't have an obvious fade. I'll throw you mine first. It's sugar Shane Lowry. 
he has not been playing very good at all. Um, he does play tough courses well. He yeah, fits he the narrative of the uh, of you know the the get you know getting it out of the bunker type of player. Um, for me, Lowry just I don't know, man. I think he's a clear fade out of this tier. I don't think he's clear because I mean Sam Burns would be my fade if I had to. I, I, he I, hasn't been playing great either. No, it's just not the Southeast. Um, oh, that's fair too. I mean, <laughs> you know, I guess I'd like to see him win out besides the Southeast, but that's. I mean, that's my only reasoning behind that. But it's again, this is just not a. Um, it's a major championship. It's a strong field and a strong tier. It isn't. We didn't even talk about. Hey, what was last time? What happened last time we had a uh, major in the Northeast? Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick was the winner. Yeah. Didn't mention him. He's, I mean, he's mid, in the middle of the tier. I have him and in he, between and, Tom Kim and Sai Thagala. Yeah, and he, and he won at Heritage. Like, yeah, I mean, I dude, he's he's in he's in play. I like this tier a lot. I'm I'm right there with you. We didn't mention Jason Day, who just won who won a PGA championship before, uh, who's been world number one um, outside of DJ, maybe Hideki uh, could, could our, I mean, he's got the best career with some more life in it. We didn't even mention J day. Right. So, I mean, strong tier. Yes, exactly. Skeeter, you ready for some seven K? Yes. Uh, it's a strong tier. Certainly not a strong, uh, but it is full of some major champions and more. I've got a whole bunch of names that I'm in considerate that are in my consideration. Um, you can go first if there's anybody, you know, top half of the tier that just stands out as a must play. I, I don't have anybody who's a must play, but I got names. I bet you, I bet you we share some. Taylor Moore kept popping. He was another one that when I started looking at difficult courses, you know, he, he, he was, he was popping there a little bit. And again, he missed a Genesis, but other than that, he hasn't missed a cut since the American Express outside of Genesis. He played for, played his first Masters, 39th, made a cut. 11th mm -hmm. at Heritage, 27th at Wells Fargo, but he was uh, 14th at Phoenix, 15th at Pebble, 11th at Farmers. Like, I don't know if I get to him, but he makes sense at least at 7,800. Um, down below, I mean, there's two guys at 7,700. I don't mind either of them. The Vampire... That's kind of shown up a little bit recently at these major events. And then, I mean, we're, we're in the Northeast, so maybe that's the only reason I'm on Keegan, but. um, He's also a PGA champion. He is. I'm assuming you're on Keegan because you're usually on him. Oh, you better believe I'm on Keegan. I'm on Keegan and the Vampire. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that's bad news for vampire lovers. No. Oh, boy. And then at 76, I mean. If we're going to get to tough courses, doesn't this scream Pat Patrick Reed? It screams all three players at 7,600. All three of them. Yeah. If you want to take Fowler out because you're not sure he's gotten there yet, go That's ahead. That's not the one I'm taking out. Bro, Taylor Gooch has been playing so good. He didn't play good this week on Liv, but he won two events in a row. The I mean, if you're going to consider a live golfer and Taylor Gooch is at 7,600, I mean, like, I mean, it's your lineup. You do whatever you want. Taylor Gooch is absolutely, uh, he was in my first lineup I set. Yeah. He, he, for me, he falls into the, 
not overly interested. And there's just too many guys around him I'd rather play. Now, there is – I'll agree with that because I just said I like all three guys at his price. Like, you got to draw some lines, and I haven't really done that with those yet. But um, I I sought out Taylor Gooch's price because I knew that we were getting a live golf discount on some guys. I sought Taylor Gooch out immediately when the pricing came out. Well, the discount's going to be Patrick Reed for ownership purposes because Ricky is the most popular in 7K tier uh, on a Sunday night. Uh, I mean, Patrick Reed's going to be in more than one of my lineups as well. You think he's not motivated? If you already know he's motivated right. to come in and be the villain. Uh, and they even like him in New York, right? Like, he got love in New York. Yeah. Because they like a good villain which, up there. By the way, I realize we're in the upper sevens, but speaking of love in New York, I'm curious to see what Phil's reaction is because New York has loved Phil. Ain't, ain't no way I'm not going to have a Phil lineup at the PGA Championship. Gosh, you go right ahead. I'll have one. I He's. Know. I wrote him down. I mean, I wrote down probably 15 names out of the 7K. So I'm interested in – I'm going to pare some down. But I gotta, I'm, I'm doing 10 lineups. Phil's going to be in one. Okay. I've got to ask you this one. Guy who has not missed a cut in 2023 and just won an elevated event. Like, he is just popping all over the place. Wendell Clark. Sure. What we, absolutely. What do we – Okay. Because there's always that letdown when you get your first win, especially as big of a win that is, that there's going to be a letdown. Are we worried about that, or is the major enough to maybe kind of keep him going? I am not worried about it. Okay. I am not worried about it. Now, he might fall flat on his face, but Wyndham Clark is right there in my in my wheelhouse to use him as well. Okay. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, you mentioned, literally, those are the guys I like. Adam Scott is the only guy in the top half of the tier you, you did not mention. Uh, he's put a couple of good weeks together. So, Adam Scott is uh, most assuredly in my consideration here. If anybody can keep even keel after a double bogey on a you know a tough bunker shot, it's, it's, it's Adam. I mean, Neiman? He's not on my radar right now, but... I think that's because I like the guys at the at the bottom of 8K, you know, the Tom Kim, Tom Fleetwoods more, uh, a lot more than Neiman. But, I mean, Neiman won at Riv. It's not like he hasn't won in a great field. Right. I like, I like having these live guys in the freaking field, dude. Yeah. I mean, as I said, as, a, as you know, I'm not a big fan of live, but when it comes to this, I'll evaluate them just like anybody else and. And it makes the tournament more interesting, more exciting. There's just uh, two handfuls or more of names that that make this a lot more enjoyable. You know frankly. what I'm just glad about is I can't lose money on Louis this week. <laughs> Two-time PGA champion runner-up, championship runner-up, I should say. Yes. I'm just glad I don't have to waste bird money on him because I mm. probably want to – I mean, now – if I want to burn money on a live golfer that I've played enough throughout the years, Paul Casey is there, but uh, I, boy, and he fits your narrative at seventy three hundred. Why don't we just go right there? Since it's uh, there's he, only one name in between Paul Casey and Wyndham Clark that I'm interested in. Has he done anything? I have no idea, quite frankly. I mean, his live golf resume doesn't look great lately. I mean, T thirty thirty ninth. I mean, in a in the live field, that's not very good at all. So so no. I can't do it. Denny McCarthy ahead of him is a name that I got to throw out there, man. Uh, I'm back and forth on him. He's he's in. He's going to be in at least one. 
I'm a Denny Mac guy. I don't know when I became a Denny McCarthy guy. He was in my he was on my team in our league last year. So maybe that maybe the day I drafted him, I became a Denny Mac guy without knowing it. I mean, I'm a Russell Henley guy. Great masters. Sandwiched between two nineteenths, the heritage and players. Like he's all over the place. I don't know if I'll get to him, but I mean, distance no. Fairways, yes. Good bogey avoidance. But this course might be a little too long for Henley. What do we make of Emiliano Grillo, who's been yeah, playing some pretty good golf lately? Yeah, I'm going to keep rolling with that one. Like His putting is actually not awful, so that's usually a plus for him. And he'll hit fairways, too. I don't – at 7,300, I think he's a nice play. Okay, I'm right there with you, too, on him. Uh, so we'll find some common ground there. Siwoo Kim. I mean, he made a nice little push uh, today. He's down at 7,100. I mean, what's up with that? Just because he missed the cut at RBC Heritage? I mean, his T43 from Wells Fargo in a similar field would do fine for me here. Like, he's priced the same as Billy Horschel, who's missing cuts left and right. Right. The promise was before today, he won Sony, and then after that, he's just kind of been hanging out in the 20 to 50 range for finishes. But Yeah, no upside. I get you there. Well, I well no, that. I mean, he did today. And, of course, sure. well. If there's anybody in the world that form doesn't really matter with, it's Siwoo, but yeah. he's making cuts. And at 7,100, we don't need him to top 10. Like, top 25 would be perfectly fine, so that's actually a good call by you. And Gary Woodland at 7,100 seems to be crazy, too. I thought I was going to be on him. He has been so bad putting and so okay. bad around the green. Like... That I mean, he he's he'd have to fit the more combo mode where he's just hitting every green and hopefully he makes a couple putts here and there. But and and he certainly could, but I'm just not going there. Is there a redemption story from the Mito meltdown of a year ago? No, he's in I mean, he, Again, stats kind of pointing to him, but he's another one. I don't think he's been doing much on live thirtieth uh, at Tulsa. Like he's had his moments. He was fifth at Singapore, fifth at Orlando. Uh, so he's been up and down. I mean, the other, the other guy was kind of looking at maybe I just because he's starting to show some form again. But I think this might be a big ask. Harris English, like he he popped at uh Wells Fargo. That's it, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I I, I looked and I looked and then didn't look twice. The one who I want to like, but he's just been terrible since winning APIs. Kitayama. Yeah, he uh, he didn't really make my. Uh, my love connection here either. No, no, no. Like I, I took one look at him. Like I want to play him, but he's his form's just not there. You and I have a lot of similarities in the seven Ks. That's either great news for us or much more likely terrible. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Who else do you like in seven K? We've hit a. You've hit. You've. We've pretty much hit all the guys that I have interest in. I don't be interested in anybody else. Even though I will throw one more name out at you just because you maybe you pay a little more attention. I saw he finished fourth at Tulsa. What about Bryson? Nah. Okay. I'm he, not. He won, he won a U.S. Open in this region, so. So I don't know. I don't know anything about him right now because I didn't watch Live this week. Uh, he hasn't really been a part of the Live broadcast in recent weeks. He's lost all the weight. I don't know who he is now. Is he the Bryson that's going to bomb and gouge? Because that won't work here, right? I don't think so. Who is he right now? I don't know who he is. So because of that, I'm off of him. I mean, he's the most mysterious live. To me, he's a more of a mystery than Phil. So, so no, I'm not on Bryson for that. But the price is right. 
He certainly did win in this region. Um, I mean, at some point, if he gets healthy again, he could be that incredible priced Brooks Kepka value, and maybe that is him this week. So there's plenty of reason to look at him. I didn't because I just don't know what to make of him right now. I'm I'm with you. Same here. Do you have a fade other than one Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah, this just does not feel like a Brennan Todd course. Well, I would I would disagree because it's a par seventy. Uh, didn't he win like a couple par 70 events? Yeah, but I think or, they were all coastal. I think it was more. And they were shorter and they were probably yeah, about three to 400 yards shorter. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I actually mentioned his name before cause I thought he was such a good price that I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I'll fade Billy Horschel. Um, yeah, yeah. dude, what's going on with Billy? Ugh, no idea. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on. He'll probably, uh, I don't know. He'll probably break my heart here. I'm fading Billy. I mean, we're due for a random Billy Horschel win, but... Um, yeah, we are. Unfortunately, it'll probably be in like three weeks when I'm at uh, Memorial and he yeah, defends his championship. Watch it be Memorial again. Well, hopefully it rains that week and I don't end up up there. Because I don't want to watch that again, I promise you. Was that the year... That was the year Rama had to withdraw because of COVID. No, that was... Uh, no, Cantlay won that one. And the okay. only good thing about that was I wasn't at that one. I may have gone for the first round. Uh, I can't remember who won the year. I went, uh, went to the first round. I should look that up. Um, no, that was uh, the year Cantlay won because Rom was with w- had a withdrawal with the Rona. Right. Uh, but the the one positive was Cantlay at least had already won that event, so it wasn't like at least it was like all right. Well, he didn't get a fake memorial. At least he'd already won his memorial. Right. Are you ready? And that wasn't the year I went because I went in I think 2019. Well, um, only went because or, Charlie and Boo were in the same group in problem. That's one. that's correct. When you were talking senior tour earlier, I was like, I'm almost ready to start gambling on senior tour because that <laughs> Seagull win might be coming. It might might not be for another four or five years when he turns 50, but it's coming, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did make the broadcast today, uh, at least on ESPN Plus, when they showed hole out highlights for the season. Nice. Um, yeah. So his Zurich hole in one was on oh, there. Yeah. At any rate. Uh, let's take it to the six K's. I've got a couple names that interest me. Um, who are you interested in down here? Um, again, stats aren't going to pop here because he's mainly a Euro player, but I mean, he, he won the Italian open last week. And of course it's going to host the Ryder cup. If you could do that, you got my interest. Adrian Moronk, 6,700. Okay. I have no stats to back that up because it's all Euro, but, um, no, that's okay. Now he was uh was he not he was he's the Polish guy. He was in the yeah. uh the uh the field of sixty four for the match play, right? Yeah, I do not remember. I wanna say he was. No, I'm just saying that because I mean you had to be you have to be a world class player to be in that field. Yeah, and plus I mean if you you've mentioned Honda a couple of times, he was fourteenth at Honda this year. Yeah, I mentioned that because of the uh, par seventy connection, so I'll give you that. Let's see. Masters oh match play's not on the 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 DraftKings history. I'm almost 100% sure he was in uh, in the match play, though. He probably was. Um, all right. What about Bobby Mack up top at 69? What has he been doing? Because I drafted him in our league, and I think this is the first time I get to use him all year. He missed the cut uh, early this month. So last week, it looks like. Uh, actually, no, that might have been this week. Um, no, that was last week, Italian Open. Uh, and then he was 7th, 6th, and 7th in three consecutive events on uh, – I guess the DP World Tour. Kenya, couple in Asia. Kenya, the Ips, ISPS. I always want to say ISPS. ISPS Honda and the Korea Championship. 
where he's had three top tens in a row before the miscut gonna, at the Italian. He's going to get some uh, popularity because he, 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 of course, bombs. But, um, mm-hmm. oh, uh, he withdrew ahead of the second round at the Italian Open due to a back strain. Okay. So keep an eye on that, uh, which I'm not aware of. So the thank you. The blurb kind of pointed that one out. Hmm. Well, that's what I don't get for reading. <laughs> what about... And now I've got I've got a I've got a Triple H connection here for you, so I'm just going to give it to you just like that. Tom Hoagie, Mackenzie Hughes, HV3, the third of which I have a whole lot of interest in at 6600. I mean, if if I'm going to use Beth Page Black as a comp, Barner was in that final group with Brooks. Now I think he had a horrible day. Shot like an 80. Yeah. But okay, he, he he shot sixty one today at Tulsa. So I love Varner at sixty six hundred, dude. He is the third live golfer that I said I have a, a lineup with already. Uh, that's how I got Kepka and Xander in the same lineup. <laughs> okay, um, I have some different H's that I have interest in. That would be Mark Hubbard, who just keeps playing well. I'm gonna, not sure this is a course for him. This is feels like a step up in class, but. Three state, three straight top twenties. Um, maybe just a form play. Irons have been on fire, so that's uh, that was something that caught my eye a little bit. And then again, uh, let me see what has he been doing recently? Because I think he kind of made his appear. He kind of made a scene last year at the U.S. Open where he was kind of hanging around for a while, and he ended up finishing fourteenth at the U.S. Open. Fifth at Heritage, tenth at Valero, forty fifth at Wells Fargo. Irons are on fire. Hayden Buckley. I know you've been using him. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of his stats aren't terrible for somebody here in the sixes. Again, he might be hard to trust. Can't putt, can't scramble. That's a little bit of an issue. But can you really trust anybody in this range? No, I mean, I mean, Kucher's one I'm kind of looking at. He's kind of had a nice, solid year. Isn't going to be distance wise, but he's going to do everything else fine. Like if we're going to play That's minus straight. ten, that seems like Kucher could at least make a cut and potentially be a top thirty. I don't hate that. Skeeter, I want to trust Scott Stallings. He burned me last week. Uh, just, just stay away. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. This I don't know what it is about him. I really want to become a Scott Stallings fan. Is that just I, how strange I am? No, I thought about him this week, but I didn't play him. He was my miscut of my five of six. You know what Scott Stallings is? He's a good John Deere Classic winner. All right. Or three M or Rocket Mortgage or any of these. Midwestern summer events that nobody plays at. I feel he's like the lone PGA Tour player that could take Brooks in a fight. I think that's why I like him. I mean, Baronk, I think, has got some muscle to him. All right. Uh, I mean, there's probably that's probably the really strangest reason to like a golfer, but um, well, that's what you get from me. Do you got anybody else in the 6Ks you're interested in? I am looking at one guy right now to see what he has been doing. Oh, oh, it's terrific. Um, okay. Hasn't seen him since he withdrew from round one at Heritage. Prior to that, he'd been playing pretty solid at 6,500. I don't know what his status is, but he says out, if he's in, Ryan Fox? <laughs> you know what's funny is I was looking at him... Uh... 
I'm not on him right now myself. I mean, I mean again, he's another one I don't need much convincing to play. But um, I was looking at him though for sure. I mean, good distance. Now, now, okay. Well, he can't hit a fairway to save his life, so that's probably not good here. Um, yeah. I got one more guy. He's at sixty-three hundred. I'm gonna keep banging the drum. He is a former PGA champion. <laughs> He did okay this week in Texas. He made the cut. Dude, Jimmy Walker at 6300 Like, when does his price go up? Um, It's Texas. Like, that's where he plays well. But, no, he, I mean, he has been playing well. Like, But, dude, the Mexico Open wasn't in Texas. Uh, the so. Wells Fargo wasn't in Texas. <laughs> RBC wasn't in Texas. The Farmers okay, the Texas, Texas Open was in Texas. The Farmers and Mexico in Texas. does border Texas. Um, I don't hate it. Feels like this might be a step up in class, but I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm riding the wave, dude. Jimmy Walker at 6,300. You want to fit Rom into a lineup with some other good players? Former, what is it, the 2015 PGA champion Jimmy Walker? 16, I think. Mm, even closer in his memory to help me shoehorn uh, in John Rom. Okay, I mean. I, I, you know, I believe it or not, I, I get it. I'm not going there myself, but I'm talking myself into it, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, mean, I, you, those I mean, are the names HV3 and Jimmy Walker. I'm like, am I going to figure out a way to put them both in a lineup and not be disgusted and really like it? And I think the answer might end up being yes at the end of this thing. I mean, if you're going to do a Rob lineup, I mean, why not just play the two defending champions here in Sean McKeel and Jason Duffner? They're in the low sixes. They are, but I'd rather have uh, a, just a slight step up in what I perceive to be current talent. Uh, and Duffner is listed as out, too. I don't know if he's actually officially out or not. Yeah. I believe Martin Keimer is listed out. Uh, okay, I didn't see him listed out. So I think keep an eye on all this stuff as we are uh, certainly recording this early on a Sunday night. Right. Do you have anything else for 6K? I don't. I don't either. Um, I can't even say I have a fade, but I will give you one because I like to give a good fade from time to time. Uh, I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna fade Francesco Molinari. Oh, how dare you! Uh, I shouldn't actually. He's well, made fine. a couple cuts in a row. <laughs> well, fine. If you're gonna do that, I'm gonna fade John Daly then. That's fine. That's a good fade. That's a good fade. Yeah, it's hard to find a real legitimate fade in this tier because um, yeah. everybody has already got a bunch of warts in this wonderful field. But yep. Skeeter, anything further from the DraftKings perspective here? I don't think I have anything else. All right, dog. I'm looking forward to setting these lineups, but uh, I'm not really looking forward to the final conversation we have each week because I continue to find myself just looking worse and worse. And the worst part of looking worse and worse is using a player that looks phenomenal after Thursday. Uh, Hideki was not bad, not good. I find myself in 2000th place. I'm 2087 to be exact. I mean, I'm now thinking... Like, I can't use Brooks Kepka this week because if he wins, I mean, yeah, I get the money, but isn't he going to be 20% owned? Like, you can use him because you're in the money already. Yeah. I can't use him, can I, at this point? Um, no. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, because just, again, when else are you going to use him? It, it'll only be using him at uh The, the key US to Open. unlocking a prize for me in this, in this event doesn't, 
doesn't uh, end up with a 20% ownership piece on the PGA Championship more than likely. Right. Um, like, your play of Hatton. I don't know how many people are going to be on Hatton here. God, do I use Cam Smith, the other live player? That's... Do I go Taylor Gooch, who I'm dead serious about thinking about using him? I mean, I'll, he'll be 1% owned, don't you think? Um, not even. Yeah, cool. That's what I need. Um, I mean... I've also even kind of thought uh, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, maybe that's the key to victory for me this week is looking at a non-Brooks Kepka live player and maybe even avoiding Cam Smith. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I think the conversation is is interesting. If live wasn't a factor, uh, all things else being equal, I think Terrell Hatton would be my player. And uh, he may well end up being my play. I may just say... It is what it is. Uh, fade the live players and and just you know I missed my chance to get on that train when I didn't use Brooks at the Masters when I really was thinking about it and you know what thinking about it got me Skeeter this nothing. minute conversation and nothing else. Now do you remember because <laughs> remember we kind of looked at this I think right after the Masters the majors do not pay as much up top as the elevated events. That's a great point that would steer me back towards live players. So, so yeah, I think you're right. If you want to go live, don't use Kepka. Use Cam Smith. Use Gooch. Nobody's going to be on him. It might be time. It might be time to get the Gooch going. I mean, Dustin. I'll be the only one. Dustin's intriguing to me. Yeah, he still brings a ton of, like, there's got to be out of the 3,800 folks, there's got to be. 200 people that are thinking Dustin. Maybe more. I don't know. I don't know, but... It's a really interesting pick here. I wish I was in your position, but of course I do, because your position shows money. My position shows uh, an entry form for 2024. Yeah, and I need to get a a win, because I'm just not... uh... I, I would give you my money at this point if I could. I'm so far out of it. Right. I mean, I've just kind of been, ever since Scotty won at the players, I've just kind of been getting a little money here or there, but I'm not getting top fives. I'm not getting wins. So just, I mean, again, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm still in the top 400, but, you know, if I want to try to win this, I got I to gotta start getting some wins or some top two or top threes. My, be- my best play since match play is a T10 from Patrick Rogers at Mexico. That is all you need to know. Patrick Rogers is my best play in one and done since Scheffler got me a little over a mil at match play. How you doing? Not good. Yeah. (laughs) I should get a prize for having Patrick Rogers be my money leader, except for he's not because I did hit Rory too somewhere. I mean, I did have Spieth fourth at the Masters. I had Adam Scott this week eighth, but yeah. Yeah, Finau 23rd at Wells Fargo. Cam Young 51st at Heritage not helping my cause. Well, Skeeter, I hope you get the right pick in this week because I need the right pick and then I need the same right pick three or four more weeks in a row. Well, if it, if it, here's some hope. I was kind of where you were at last year during the PGA Championship and I chose uh, Justin Thomas. And it, I mean, I ca- it led me to a little streak and I cashed because of it. So it's not too late. And. Just remember, there's still elevated events to come, so there's still a lot of money sitting on the table. In the immortal words of Will Farrell, we're going streaking. 
There we go. All right, there we go. Well, Skeeter, you got anything else for the PGA Championship? I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I think I get to watch all day Sunday. I, I should get to watch a lot Friday. Saturday, I got a couple things going on. But, yeah, the, the fact they moved this to May and, it's you know, the time in May that they move it, I like it. And I hope I hope it's entertaining. It'd be really curious to see. You know, I, I hope it's, you know, Scheffler or Rom, another name, Maybe throw in one of the live guys and throw in a Thigala or like some somebody in the eights or the sevens that just we've been waiting on all of a sudden now they're making their big move at a major. Like even a Cam Young, who I know is in the nines, that would be another one. It'd be fun to see him kind of get back into it. But even if we saw, oh, can you imagine Ricky gets involved in this one this week? Yeah, I can. I've been like, I've been, I took all my, my hats and, uh, I have them under stacks of encyclopedias. All the bills are getting flattened out for celebrations. Nice. I I wasn't even sure where I was going with that for a second. Or, or maybe let's just hope Cantley is not in the final group, so we don't have to wait on uh, wait on all of his shots. Well, you know, if you're sitting at the bar and Cantley's in the final group, you have plenty of time to do shots while you wait on his shots. <laughs> all right, Skeeter. Good luck to you this week. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody for listening to us. Uh, hope we're uh, talking about a winner. Come, uh, come next Monday. That would be great. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams. You have been listening to the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.